0: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Sis.
1: I'm Sis, a.k.a. Allie. I'm Dad. A.k.a. Tony. Guess what? You got a guest. We got a (laughs)
0: guest. This is our first pandemic guest. Oh, that sounds weird. This is our first guest since the pandemic, I guess.
1: Let's just say this is our first guest since March. Uh, Since
0: March. Oh, my gosh. Our first guest since March. I'm super excited. Say hi to Josh Mandel. Say hi. Hello. Hi. Hey, man. It's good to have you. Thank you. Are you excited to be here? Are I, you, are you am, nervous?
2: You know, you're always a little nervous, but super, super excited. I, I told you guys earlier, what, what's really sort of uh, disappointing is my, my wife is a huge fan of your daughter's, Allie, and she she is in Colorado this week. She's driving back today, and she's like... I wonder if I should come back on Friday <laughs> because she she wanted That's to meet she wanted to meet your daughter so uh, bad. we will
1: make that happen. We're here every Saturday. What's so really cool is
0: um, we will have this actually live for her to listen to as she's driving back. So you need yeah. to say hi to her. Oh. Hi. Sean, keep your eyes on the road. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> no texting and driving. I great all
1: things about you. I know
0: it. So, welcome to our new remote studio, North Park Mall in Dallas, Texas.
1: We're not sponsored. I don't know why you keep I plugging I, well, in. Well, I
0: know it. We're not sponsored by them or anything like that, but this is a really sweet, nice, wide-open space. It's beautiful. It's, I, it's, you
2: should, it's like your studio. It's yeah.
0: And the lighting in here. See, Allie's really... Um, She always talked about how bad the lighting was at our Chick-fil-A for pictures.
1: (laughs) Well, just the ambiance as well.
0: I know it. Well, it's bright, it's white.
1: No, here it's bright and white, and it's like I feel more awake. Uh, The other Chick-fil-A, it was, I was wondering what you were doing. You were swapping a fly. I was like, are you trying to like. (laughs) It was a fly. Pretend to slap me or something?
2: Yeah, it was a fly. But.
1: Yeah, the Chick-fil-A was just like dark and moody and it was like great but not I couldn't wake up so
0: I know. We, and we have noticed I'm glad that you wore your ball cap today. We have noticed that it's so bright in here you need a ball cap. Yeah. For the sun. For the sun. All right. So this is how this is how podcast works for breakfast with sis. We just hang around, we eat some breakfast. You're having your coffee this morning. I got you a super large, so hopefully that's
2: okay. I, I sincerely appreciate <laughs> that. Sincerely appreciate it. We're that.
0: having um Allie's drinking her sweet tea, Route forty four. I started calling it Route instead of route. Oh you Do you go right. to Sonic? I, I don't. Don't? Oh man. Well. What?
1: What are you a Texan? <laughs> Were you born here?
2: I I consider myself a Texan. I wasn't I wasn't born are here.
1: Are you a California guy?
2: No, I wish. We're I would long. I would love to be a California Where'd you come guy. From? I um, I sort of, I say that I spent my formative years in Houston. I was born on the East Coast and sort of moved around a little bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they don't
1: have Sonic in the East Coast. No,
2: nope, they don't. They do not. You did not grow up with it.
1: Well, if you need a little good pick-me-up, we're also not sponsored by Sonic, but there's <laughs> you Happy get Hour. Some despon- <laughs> you I <don't> guys know. <laughs> need some
2: sponsors, you know?
1: We're just too nice. <laughs> oh Happy no. Hour, you oh get no. a Route 44 for a dollar.
2: <laughs> right. I, I, was your, I was talking to your. I was talking to your dad the other day, and he was. He, he had to that's put me on hold for a second because he had to tell the lady what he wanted.
1: <laughs>
0: that is so funny. That's right. I was actually grabbing the little lunch, and I said. Hey.
1: <laughs> I do that all the time, and I have always feel bad. But then the person on the other line is just like it. Like makes their day. They're like, "This is so funny. I can't believe." It's like they're like in the car with you or something, and I'm like, "You're a Chick Fil A, aren't you?" I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, that's
0: so funny. It's like I always tell people, "Guess where I am?" Of course, uh-huh. you know they got a 50/50 shot of knowing where I'm going to be anyway. So, but so this is how it is. We're just kind of we just kind of hang out. We just have breakfast and we just talk and we love it when our friends stop by to say hi and spend a little time with us. We really don't have much of a format. We will talk to you about high low a little bit later, but this is all about learning more about what you do, who you are, where you come from and how in the world did you end up on breakfast with Sis, right? Mm. So, you and I've known each other for man, a couple, three, four years, I think, if we go back. I was trying to go back in my memory today about how far back that was, but it's been a while. You work for a – now, I told Sis this morning, global. It's global. Now, with the new purchase, you're definitely global dominated. But you work for one of the coolest companies around. But I'm going to let everybody you know, hear it from you as to exactly what you do. But what I want to really dig into is you lead people. And it's kind of challenging to lead people. And I'd love your thoughts on what you're seeing happening right now and how you're leading people and then how your clients are responding to leading people. So tell us how you got to where you are today. You don't have to
2: go back to birth, but. Oh, wow. Um, Pick a spot in time. You know, it, it's really kind of—I I mean, people always ask my story, and I always say it's—it's it's a boring story. And then when you tell somebody, they're like, "Well, that's kind of a crazy story." Um, crazy, boring. Yeah. yeah. It's—you um, know—and the other interesting thing, I was—I was on the way over here today. I was trying to think of. of when we first met, because mm-hmm. I have this saying about um, people in Dallas. I say that I know everybody in Dallas, but they don't know that they know me. Um, because, <laughs> you know, the, your, your name, you've been around a while yeah. and you've got sort of a legendary name in sort of the circles that we run in. Mm. And so, you know, you always heard Tony Bridwell, Tony Bridwell, Tony Bridwell, and then, yeah. you know, but I was trying to think of when we first met. My daughter doesn't think I'm famous.
1: Um, excuse me, I was, I had to write a <laughs> resume. I put dad in there, and my proofreader was like, dad's not capitalized. I was like, you haven't met my dad. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is capitalized, but yeah.
2: I do have to tell you a quick story <laughs> I know you I, I, I tend to answer questions with qu- questions or, yeah. or tell a different story yeah. but I, I think what you guys do is so cool um, so so I had this interesting experience um, a few weeks ago my parents live in Atlanta I have a brother that lives in Houston my brother from Houston decided we we decided we needed to get them out of Atlanta they needed to see us so yeah. he drove to Houston he drove he drove to Atlanta he brought them back to Houston That's they so cool they spent a week there then my yeah. wife um, Drove halfway between Houston and Dallas, picked them up. They spent a week with us. So then I drove them to Atlanta, and then I drove back home to Dallas. Oh, my God! And then, like, two you got weeks. got the,
1: sh- the short end of the stick well, on that
2: one. Well, so 12-12. Yeah. And then And then a couple weeks later, we drove um, on vacation. We went to Florida for a week, and well. so we drove 12-12. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And my oldest daughter, who's 25, stayed in Florida because one of her great college friends was coming down with her family. So mm-hmm. she stayed four or five extra days with them. And I was just thinking, okay, here's the last thing I want to do, but but – on a Thursday morning, I got on a 7 a.m. flight to Panama City Beach. Yep, yep. She picked me up, so we could then drive 12 hours oh back to Dallas. Oh my gosh! And, you know, last. What thi- else have you got to do? Well, you know? right. That's the last <laughs> thing right. you want to do, though. But but I got to tell you, so I wasn't really looking forward to it. But it was the greatest yes. 12 hours yes. of that month. Totally. Yes. And to have that 12 hours with my daughter. The way that you guys have this every week. It, it was we called it like podcast and pringles. That's all we <laughs> did it. was we listened to podcasts, we ate Pringles, and we just had a, a great time and we there's a
0: show in the making right yeah. there. I love <laughs> podcasts and, podcast and pringles.
2: I love that. Well that's the problem that with Chick-fil-A. Fun, you can I, I can't it's they're like Pringles. I mm-hmm. can't eat just one little chicken
1: I know. mini.
0: Thank you. So Well, don't get me started on Pringles because
1: um was <laughs> isn't it once you pop can't stop or something. Once
0: you pop the top, you can't stop. Yeah. And and mixing and matching Pringles mm. is the greatest thing ever in a thousand
2: years. Mixing well, that's awesome. Well, did that. that's a, and that's a lot of driving too. It, it is, but it's in, in, but I, I just think those kind of times, priceless. Yes. priceless, priceless, and what you guys do every Saturday, yeah. just amazing. You. Um, well, you'll tell that story for a while. Oh, I and stories I've from already, that story. Well, it's interesting. I actually read your. I actually read the book last night. I hadn't <laughs> read the book. Um, so, so I read the book last night, and I was, you know, I was thinking about the story, and yeah. so. It's a great story and I've yeah. told it to a lot of people because I think you, you asked the question about leading people. And so I think one of the most interesting things, so I had two really interesting experiences this week. So one is, you know, I think about your book and it's all about the story you tell. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're constantly searching for gratitude during this time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I had a group of, I don't know, 12 or 13 people on a Monday morning call and I said, hey, before we get started, I just want to tell you a story yeah. and I told him right. a story about driving with my daughter for 12 hours I love that. Um, and so you know and they they all I got so I got notes from probably eight of them afterwards that said hey that was a great way to start Monday thank you oh, man. Um, so good
0: that's like starting with high-low man I love that Yeah. I absolutely I absolutely love that so
1: but people are challenging people
2: yeah so i'd love to well i i I, i'd love to get y'all's take on this because this was the other interesting thing i experienced this week so my wife has been in colorado all week yeah does she have family there she she went with her sister and her family just to hang out for a week and and so i got to experience what it's like to be a single person Mm -hmm. wow um during COVID and, and a lot of our colleagues right. at Willis Towers Watson and what they're going through, you know, we were instantly worried about people that had small kids yep. and what they're going to do. And then you start to think about your singles. And I got to tell you, this week was, um, I don't know if we're already going to the low, but this week was, it was eye opening but it was rough. Yeah, I right. mean, I, I found myself talking to my dogs a lot more <laughs> at some point. <laughs> well, um, you know
0: what, to that point, Josh, <clears throat> the animal shelters have been emptied out. Yeah because of that, mm. right? Because yeah, it. it is, um, it's is—it's—it's absolutely a thing. Well, you, you you said that you're with Willis Towers Watson. You've been there for, for quite some time. Tell everybody what that amazing company does.
2: So Willis Towers Watson, um, I've been with them 11 years, and we are a global um, consulting firm that really specializes around risk, commercial insurance, yep. consulting, and then human capital. Yep. Um, human
0: capital is kind of a big bucket. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you and I hang out so much human capital
2: it it is a it's a big bucket and and people you know say well what do you do how do you explain it and I'm like how do you explain it sometimes I'm just like it's just so much easier to tell you what we don't do or <laughs> what I don't do um, <laughs> you know I guess the simplest way to think about it is um, you know we work with organizations of all size and really trying to help them solve problems solve solve challenges around, anything related to sort of risk, whether that looks like risk in the business, Mm -hmm. risk from the way you insure things, to risk to what your future looks like, to risk, people risk, and things like that. Um, And just trying to help them solve those challenges, manage those risks, do things in maybe a different way, a better way, um, strategy, a communication, just just all of those. Th- I'm doing a terrible job. Is of it all
0: about? it, <laughs> I, yeah. is it all You about, just said yes. You are doing it, a terrible uh, yes. job. Yes. <laughs> is it all about risk regarding people?
2: It's it, no. It's not all about risk regarding people. A lot of it is about um, again how do we how do we structure things to enable the business to do what the business needs to do and whether that's finding new talent rewarding talent differently people. inspiring people. talent people
1: what's your title
2: my my title it's a really sort of like corporate boring title mm-hmm. region leader Texas Oklahoma Louisiana Arkansas
0: managing director at one point it is
2: it's managing director/region director slash region leader, leader. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we like to do we'd like to do you Dad know.
1: you need to add that to your resume <laughs> that's dad for me what? I regional I'm all leader? on res- resumes today because i had to do my own yesterday which is really weird um and so when you own your own business you're like what do you i have cmo cfo (laughs) hr art director i literally put all those on my resume (laughs) did you really i really did that's so awesome but i'm like when you're talking about this i'm like dad we just had this conversation this morning so dad is my
0: Regional leader. Regional
1: manager. Re, Managing director, manager, regional there you go. leader. Yeah. Right. It sounds Thanks like an episode of The li- Office. Yeah. Everything, <laughs> yeah, I know it.
0: Everything you listed involved people. Yeah. Managing <laughs> risk. I'm, everything I'm involves to, people, well, Dad. Well, I swear I was Name going. Name something that doesn't involve thank people. Thank you. And you see... Even
1: waste management involves people.
0: Thank you. Well, so I had an opportunity earlier this year, which, golly, can you believe... That, and you know where I'm going with this, right? Can you believe that was earlier this year? I was just like, so I had an opportunity earlier this year and to And before
1: speak. March, it seems like it was like last it year. Was totally, <laughs> it was
0: totally. It was. Granted, like, it
1: was only like two months. Well, 2019 but
0: ran all the way up to first of March. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. PC, right? Right, PC. That's right. Well, so um, Josh asked me to speak at a conference that they do, and it's it was here in Dallas, I mean, a couple hundred people showed up at that thing, and he asked me months. Matter of fact, you actually asked me in 2019 if I would be able to do this. I I think it seems. seems Well, we
2: know we got to get on your schedule early. It was
0: well, it was like it was like forever ago, and he asked me to speak on disruption in the marketplace. Yeah, and if you remember, I right boy
1: did we not know boy did you know no, but
0: it's his thing. It was like being um, being. Let's what see, were, it was, what big was the example? Like, in, oh, what uh, was the title of it again? It was being disruptive in a dis, um, not being disrupted in a disruptive marketplace or something like that. It was the big disruption conference, is what it was.
1: What was disruption before COVID? See,
0: this is this is so funny. Right. We were just that's talking about That's a great the, question. That's it, That's right. People like, talking about were people Uber, technology. Uber? yeah. Uber disrupted taxi cabs.
1: Oh,
0: right and technology technology amazon disrupted the world right and it was it was it was different things like that that came in dropped in and we talked about disruption let me tell you you put that together you're like some kind of Nostradamus because i mean you knew that everybody in that room needed to hear all of the topics that were talked about we were all thinking it was something else and Mm -hmm. then it was like February or January?
2: It w- we got in right under the wire. It was the end of February. It was the end of February. Right. And then four weeks later, the world got disrupted. Right.
0: And and um, we, you and I had a follow-up. This is this is so funny. You and I had a follow-up weeks after that, shortly after that. And I'm like, hey, you want to meet for breakfast? Yeah, but things are closing down pretty quick. Where can we meet? I said, there's a Whole Foods right by the house. Let's pop in there and grab something to eat and we got the whole foods and they were blocking people from coming in. Mm. It was like that day. Right. And we ended up sitting in my truck in the rain and just talking because the world started shutting down that day. Right. That right. day and we're sitting there going, how did we know that what we were talking about would be so relevant and has been so relevant since then? But we have been having this conversation and the very first slide that I shared, I don't know if you remember this, was a quote from Howard Schultz at Starbucks. And it's it's one of my favorite quotes of Howard Schultz who founded Starbucks. He said, we have to remember we're not in the coffee business serving people. We're in the people business serving coffee. It's like Ali said, it's really hard to find anything that we do that doesn't involve people. And I, I when people ask me what WTW does, I say they're in the people business. Now, what you say... Is that you're in the risk business? I would say you're in the business of managing people <laughs> risk, right? To a certain degree, it's much more complicated than that for, you know, for the people that you're they are working with. But you're absolutely 100% in mind-minded the people business.
2: Well, you know what's so interesting about that? You're 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 absolutely right. And maybe we tend to over-engineer, and we have to have a tagline <laughs> and too. all of those things. <laughs> Um, and and again that goes back to exactly what we're talking about with big corporations and disruption that that when you boil it right down yeah we're in the you're absolutely correct we are in the people business we are whatever buzzword you want to use optimizing looking at it holistically um, creating an experience it's
0: It's all things.
2: Yeah, it is. It's all things. It is, and it's it's like what you just said, people, it's challenging, right? People are, they're humans, there's emotion, it's more more challenging. Can we change that term?
0: (laughs) We do human capital. (laughs) I'm sorry. We're going to start trading people on the stock exchange because mm -hmm. we're human capital. It's just weird. I'm trying to get HR changed. I'm not a big fan of the term HR human resources
2: fight, I, I agree fight you know it's fight. A,
0: you know it's a hundred year old term goes back to 1911 uh, if a super famous uh, engineer um, wrote a book back in 1911 that gets quoted quite frequently for um, process management mm. type stuff and he actually coined the term back then he also put he also put people into two classes right the managers and the workers. And he said that the role of the manager was to um, motivate through any means, including coercion and fear, to get the workers to do what they needed to do. Well, when, that's horrible. Well, when you read it, um, when you just read quotes from this guy, you go, oh my gosh, this guy was Genghis Khan. Uh, but when you read his whole book, it's still widely quoted as far as uh, you know production and production methods and everything but he coined this whole idea of human resources really as a lower level. He, he created two classes. I mean, it was a caste system in 1911, and the caste system was really simple. Um, you have those who lead, and by the way, he referred to those who lead as the educated smart ones, and those who did mm-hmm. as the uneducated doers. 1911, right? That's not that's 100 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. A little over 100 years ago. And that's where the term that's where the term started, and it kind of stuck. Human resources, of course. When I got into business in 1984, it was called personnel. <laughs> we need you to go. To the that personnel was Dad's department. first
1: thing when he when he ever both of your HR positions. The first thing you did was change the title hmm. to
2: chief people officer. Yep. Yeah. What did you when somebody would when you were growing up, Allie, and somebody would say, "What does your dad do?" How would you explain it?
1: Well, he had many jobs when I was growing up, so there. It wasn't HR, because he was a consultant, so he always hated the, oh, your dad's a motivational speaker. I was like, no. No,
0: he's a consultant.
1: He's a consultant. I, so.
0: I still have a piece of paper somewhere in a in a Ziploc box somewhere that Brendan was asked, what does your dad do? And he drew a picture of me sitting behind a computer talking on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> My dad talks on the phone and looks at a
2: computer all day long. I think my my daughter came home from, I I forgot if she was in junior high or middle school or whatever, and she came home one day and she was like, Dad, what do you do? Because somebody, like we had to tell what our parents do in class today, and I just said that you were a global human communicator. And I said, (laughs) whoa. I said, well, I I don't know what that is, but it sounds pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like, where did you get that from? Changing
0: my title. to Global human communicator. communicator. There you go. go. That is brilliant. I'm stealing GHC, it. You can have it. I am totally stealing you can it. Have it. I'm putting you that on my it. LinkedIn page. There you, you go. I love that. Well, look. So I would say that what you do now is
2: all about people. Your role is talking all about, about this. people. Let's talk
0: about no, else. I'm getting. I'm getting further back. We I'm going further back. You actually studied healthcare in school.
2: Well, I did. I did a couple things. So I, 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 went to the University of Texas in Austin, and I got a, a degree in history. I love that. Well, you know, when I, when did I went people there, people
1: ask you like, "What are you going to do with that?" Well,
2: exactly. That's my point. So when I went there, I'm not going to say when I graduate. Well, I'll tell you, I'm I'm 51, so I graduated college in '91, and people said, "Oh, just get a liberal arts degree." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, welcome to my mornings, boy my right. Josh. This right. is how it goes frequently.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, look, we're young in spirit, Tony. Yes, we're young right. in spirit. Yes. So so they said just get a liberal arts degree, you'll be fine. And and you know, looking back, nobody said, "Hey, get an accounting degree, you'll cuz you'll be fine." Right. Um, so right. you know, I I got the history degree. I did a I did a number of different things. My my career really started out in sales. Um and I won't go into I was an on the road salesperson. I ran a I ran a junkyard slash scrapyard for five years. That's kinda cool. Um I built houses for a little while. Wow. Um you're a the, jack of
1: all trades Exactly.
2: Then I moved then I moved to Dallas and I went to go work for Baylor Healthcare System, um, which is a great healthcare system yeah, here, here in here in Dallas. Dow- well yeah, it is. now it's in Texas. Everywhere yeah. yeah.
0: In Texas. And right.
2: about you know a few years in i said hmm it looks like everybody who's in positions of leader again young guy mm-hmm. learning right um looks like everybody who's in positions of leadership here either has an mba or an mha maybe i should go do that there so at age 36 with two kids a wife working full-time i went back to school university of dallas and i got my my mba Good That's for you. Um, awesome. which was a, a fantastic fantastic experience um and you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Good. So um, it was worth it? You know, it was. It or was, do
1: you think that you could still get to where you were without it?
2: You know, that's a that's another really good question. I think that it gave me a lot of confidence mm-hmm. and it gave me some skills that I didn't have before, especially in the areas of finance. Mm-hmm. And maybe, again, I'm not going to put together a, a profit and loss statement or you know a balance sheet, but I can look at one. Yeah, um, and so that's what it gives you. But I'll, I'll tell you the funniest thing that happened was, you know, here I am, 36, and there's a lot of people that are 24, 25, 26 that are have gone straight from undergraduate right. into graduate, and right. f- very first class, first time I've been back on a college campus in 14 years. And professor divides us up for our case study groups, and I've got a group of five or six people, and and so now after class we've got to divide up the work right and and they're like well we can just text each other we can just call each other we'll figure it out later and i was like i was like no we can't i was like i got two wi- two two wives and you know, i have two kids and a wife and i work we're going to figure this out right now and they're like okay you're team leader you're team leader oh. i'm like i'm like no 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 i don't want to be team leader i just want to figure this I just out want right, now. right now right i just want to figure this out well you're still team leader so anyway that w- that was very you know that was like through 2 hours Did in your work back experience to school
0: help? It did. I have a theory
2: about it. Going really, boom, boom! It really did because, well, not to get too deep into it, but you take a cost accounting class yeah. where, where they're talking about widgets, and you're so the feedback you give the university is, can we talk about something real, thank like you. what we actually, thank you, what we actually manufacture or what yeah. we actually do, like yeah. so. I so mean, that's, that's where it helped.
0: That's my next. That's my second. That's my second act. Professorship. I'm, I'm leaning toward. Um, Helping—that's
1: what he wants to do when he retires.
0: If uh, there is no such thing as retirement, but in my second act, yeah, leaning toward, especially from um, an HR standpoint, mm. right? One changing the, the whole thinking around the transactional component, but uh, helping education be more relevant to what we actually do. I love it. I love it. And I, I look. I'm not yeah, going to out and change anything all the world. from
1: college.
2: Well, so I'll. But I learned really great later, people skills. Later. That's true. What are you going back to school for?
1: Um, Coaching. Yeah. I can't remember if I talked about it on air or not.
2: I thought we
0: did. I don't know. She's going back to SMU. Okay. Take some classes. Going back.
1: I've never been to SMU. She's going but back I'm to going college going to, SMU. to SMU. Yes. Right. right. We talked just about Just a couple of classes.
2: Yeah. Just a couple of classes. This is where you refer to the previous podcast episode, right? That's right. Where if you, you want, refer if you want to. more information? I don't information. think we talked about it because uh, I didn't uh,
1: think I was going to say something, but uh, yeah, it's go. out. Going back to Oops. get some <laughs> 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 This happens
0: all the time. Yeah. It's like I've we just, talked about that. I don't remember I'm talking. I'm trying
1: about that. to figure out like I'm not going to be painting murals when I'm 45-50. So I'm trying to get a head start Writing of books. what my second act is going to be too. See, she so. started
0: her second act conversation much earlier than I started wow. my second. And that might be because I'm starting my second act. I know, so going, I'm like, "Hold on, I well, need to think about it. mine too." <laughs> Maybe I need to start my second act now, right? So but that's that's what morning has been
2: you should still paint murals when you're 45 though
1: oh i don't know my Gee. body is already like killing me there would so just be we'll smaller see. murals or i'll just art direct and have other people paint them
0: see that's a good idea yeah create the design and then direct people yeah. to help them build their their type of stuff that's that's kind of fun yeah so all through your career you have been building up see okay i'm going to challenge the history thing okay I personally think as a people person, purveyor of people, right? People person. I, I personally think that history prepared you well for what you're doing today. Uh, that's, that's where my brain goes. Because think about what you learn studying history. How to look at the past and learn in order to navigate the future. I will promise you, you do that today without even thinking about it.
2: No, I I agree. And you know, looking back, I have no regrets. And would I would I get a different degree this time?
1: Maybe, Maybe right?
0: But um, that's only because you've looked back that and used history exactly, to exactly. Inform that. exactly.
1: I think most people would say that. I probably would too. Look, if I knew what I was going to do. You know now. what the
0: percentage of people that actually work in the field that they study is? Oh, it's, it's low. And unless you're in my world, and then you go and study a whole bunch of accounting, you want to do something with that. Right. But studying accounting, and, and Brent Ryan says this, and he's absolutely right, accounting is the language of business, right? In matter of fact, they actually teach you that in accounting class. <laughs> accounting is the language of business. And everybody should probably, if you're going to be in business, having a few accounting hours is good for you. But. Just or because a
1: few dollars to hire someone that d- does, does accounting, accounting for you, right? That's my way about it. Right,
2: but still, that's smart. Also,
0: even <laughs> people that study accounting, they don't all end up being quote unquote accountants. Right. In my world, they end up being tax consultants and neurosurgeons of tax law, and so it's different. So. Education is, and I've talked about this frequently, I studied architecture and theology and business and actually have a degree in HR, but everything I did up to this point prepared me for the next thing, right? And even jobs, I mean, you working in healthcare, uh, you know, prepares you at an empathetic level with dealing with people that when you finally come over into this world of dealing with risk of people, you have a built-in level of empathy that, quite frankly, other people don't fully appreciate.
2: Well, you know what's so interesting? It, 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 I, I've thought about this once or twice, and it's really interesting you say that, because before you work in healthcare, and look, I was not direct patient care or bedside, sure. I was doing other things for the healthcare system, but even tangentially, yeah. you, you, you learn to have those conversations and, you know, when somebody says, oh, um, my husband was diagnosed with cancer or my wife is facing this. I have become so much better prepared to have that conversation and be able to say, well, tell me about that if you feel like talking about it. And you're absolutely right. Leading people now, they're always challenging conversations, but because I have that basis and I was able to learn to have those conversations and be comfortable with it, it's so much better better now or uh, n- not better I'm, I'm much better prepared to have that conversation sure. you're more confident confident and, and clarity to have a,
1: comes from confidence
2: right and more confidence meaningful conversation yeah that's what, yes. it,
1: that's what i meant it's early
0: people right. people crave certainty but they follow clarity and, and from that that gives confidence yeah like that like Ali's talking about what's the biggest challenge right now leading a almost 100 percent virtual team
2: Here's what I think the challenge is. I think that, you know, my organization, along with many organizations, did a, um, an amazing job of realizing the severity of this pandemic mm-hmm. and doing what we needed to do to protect the health and safety of our colleagues. Yeah. Um, and we've got, you know, 45,000 colleagues around the globe. Wow. Um, That's big. And so we were very, we were able to shut down the offices very quickly, get people home, and get people up on technology within a few days, which amazing, right? Yep, yep. And so now I think we're in a situation where it's this really interesting, um, I don't know what you call it, but but where we want to protect people's health and safety, but now what we're starting to get the sense of is the risk of people's physical health and safety right. greater than the risk of people's mental Thank well-being, you. and I think we're starting to see that, that Josh, I think that's the
0: battleground. Seesaw shift. Yep. Yeah. That's I think that's our battleground for the next twelve months. Yeah, really and that's do. what I'm really. I think that's the big battleground for the next twelve months. It's going to be with us obviously for a long time, but I think the next twelve months are critical, Josh. Right. I'm right there with you. 100%. Well,
2: and that's what I'm really that's what I'm really worried about. And even going back to what I said earlier, being home by myself for this yep. week. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I got an insight into that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's it's almost like if 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 you're the if you're leading an organization and you're sort of like well we're just doing this for the health and safety, go spend a week by yourself yeah, and then yeah, yeah, or yeah. or go take a niece or a nephew for a few days a couple right. of hours and see what it's like yeah. and put yourself in your in your employee shoes. That's
0: huge. Your company does a ton of research and they're constantly looking at different things. Have you done anything? Uh, specifically on loneliness or anything like that.
2: We we are um, as you can imagine, we're in the process of we're we're constantly surveying yes. and right. we're getting all that that data together. And we are I think it's just so new, but we yep. are we've got a couple people that are really specializing in this and really right. trying to track sort the of code. The, yeah, the mental health. Cigna mental did a wellbeing. study
0: last year on loneliness. I don't know if you've seen the Cigna study on loneliness. It's worth it. I've, I, I may have it on my desktop and um, I can shoot you a link. We had a um, HR executive breakfast last week and we got a debrief on this. Um, they studied it pre-pandemic mm. and the, the numbers were staggering on the impact of loneliness on our well-being. And you stack on top what we're going through, well, those numbers are just going to exponentially explode, right? And so I think it is the battleground. we got to pay attention to it. There is this interesting tension between the physical and the mental and emotional well-being. We're leaning into it as much as we possibly can. Most of the topics I'm asked to speak on now are around that. Um, The March, April, May, I can't tell you, I, I think I spoke 20 times on resilience. Right? And people would call and say, hey, can you come talk to our team about building resilience? And my first response is, if you're having to build resilience now, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Mm. But I will tell you, you probably have more than you realize. And maybe we should talk about how to unpack what you have right mm. now. Because if you're having to, you know, you know, whiteboard right, <laughs> right, zero. But most people have more than they give themselves credit for. So we spent a lot of time about that. Now we're starting to see the shift toward... You know how do I maintain? How do I maintain hope? And Allie and I talked about this last week, and then uh, you know the week before that, courage. Which since I, I looked right before we got here this morning, I'm 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 stunned at how many people are going to those podcasts to, uh, you know, to listen in yeah. on those topics because, uh, you know, they're so timely.
2: Well, the the other interesting thing was that, and I don't. I don't. maybe this was on my car ride back with my daughter Jordan we were listening to a podcast and, and one of the things that this podcast was talking about was in times like these um, and especially for people who are by themselves well probably just for everybody is you've got to have something to look forward to mm-hmm. and I think it goes back to something you, you've written about and you talked about as purpose and, yep. and so yeah I can get up every day and I can walk the 20 feet to my home office right but unless I have something to look forward to on the weekend right. or a trip or mm-hmm. a documentary I'm going to watch or whatever it is, then you get kind of in this vicious cycle and it's hard to get yourself out of that. So you've got to create that, that something to look forward
1: to. Yes, you wake up on so Friday hard. and
0: you think yesterday was Monday. Yes. It's like, wait a minute. What's going on? They're all blurring. Sis, has that happened to you?
1: Oh, I have COVID fog like it's no other. Is,
0: that's a thing, too. It isn't? is a
1: thing. I was trying to explain it it's like i'm either completely on or i'm completely off like my middle ground is just whacked whacked completely that's
2: so interesting to me because i would think somebody like you who's super creative like you always have that that ability to go create something and do something okay unpack that where does creativity come from
1: it comes from a lot of different people for me it comes from people
0: hmm it like comes from I'm interactions and connections. And now you fueled, can't have as many of yeah, right. Yeah,
1: I'm fueled by others, by being with people, these conversations. Like, I'm a people person. There's other artists that are fueled completely different. Right. Um, so but inspiration me,
0: comes from, like you said, different places. Inspiration is stories. Yeah, going and we out connect to travel, to those stories things like that. So
1: everything that I had that inspired me mm-hmm. was gone in an instant. So I had to find new things to...
2: So have you found Keep that me. new things to
1: Um yes, I'm working through it. Okay. I'm starting like obviously pe- life's getting back to moving again. So I'm starting to have some interaction. Why going? Yeah. Right. So um so there's a little bit of stuff to where I can at least get my work done, but as far as like new work, I'm like uh or it's taking me a lot longer. I'm like, "Hey, I have good and bad days. It's going to if Typically, I would be able to get a mural design done in a week, and now it's taking me like two mm. two weeks, two and a half weeks. Just we talked
0: about this on our burnout episode, yeah, that that's one of the early indicators of burnout.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Can I tell you something yeah. so funny? Sort of an aside. So I don't, I don't watch TV anymore. Like in the Smart. evenings. Smart. Oh. Um, Smart. I, but here's what I do. I, I'm getting sucked into this rabbit hole of. Well, it started out with YouTube. Just yeah. like picking a topic on YouTube yeah. and watching and it.
1: And just going down the rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, going,
2: you know yeah. where. Click on the next yeah, video, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. know. All of a sudden, They're I'm, watch, the topic right, I'm it, watching right. farm equipment. You know, pull out tree stumps, <laughs> yeah. and, and you're like, "What in the hell am I doing here at <laughs> two in the morning?" That's but, right. But I started <laughs> off on quantum physics, right, and next right. thing you know, a, a John right. Deere person right. is pulling out. Yeah. yeah. But so I got. I don't know if you've heard of Twitch. Um, yes. yes. Okay, so Twitch for your listeners out there don't know is a is a platform that was started by it was mostly for video gamers to watch other video oh. gamers play the video games yeah. but they've started to develop more channels and and i'm very much They're into music really
1: really thriving isn't it crazy like the businesses that like you just didn't really think about now are just booming
2: well it's it's crazy so they have a music channel they have a food yeah. and cooking channel and it's it's democratized Sort of performances. And so I find myself for two or three hours every night watching Twitch live streams of people performing music, people, I mean, people DJing sets in their house. That's so fun. With nine people watching them, or two people watching them, or a thousand people watching them. Wow. And it's just it's like you talk about creativity, and people just like I'm doing it, yeah. and it doesn't matter. It's for me, right. and if somebody mm-hmm. wants to see it and get inspired by it, fantastic. Um, wow, they're so, exploding, by uh, the way. Oh, it's cr- it's crazy. Yeah. Are it's, they owned by Everyone's
1: Amazon? person. Every I'm not sure. I think they are. Every person's inspiration is different. I, that's why when people ask me all the time, like, "Oh, what inspires you?" I'm like, "Well, I'm going to tell you what my what inspires me, but it's not going to be the same for you or Dad or." Right. It's completely different. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's not just. They like to put it in a box. I'm like, no, it's not.
2: How do you know when you've been? Like, what's the?
1: Oh, uh, you can feel it. Like you feel like just some, like some this kinetic feeling. Yes, it's just this feeling of energy that. And I'm not really into like chakras or like. Oh, I'm not talking about that. It's just like this like gut feeling of you're just energized, you have a clear focus, and you can go.
2: You've been inspired. Yes. It's a story You're not, like, curled you? up in because a ball there's crying, a lot, right? yeah, yeah, there's okay. a lot of people
1: <laughs> that, like, are like, oh, I'm inspired by this artwork, and I think that that is very, or, like, I saw this photo and it inspired me. I think that's the lazy way of being inspired, um, and that just, like, gets them, like, okay, oh, yeah, I'm inspired, I have an idea, and I'll do it. That is, I hate to say the word lazy, but it's just, that's Uh, just the simplest way to be inspired i think really people could really deep dive into inspiration and all that stuff
0: we might do that a little bit later Uh, you never know look inspiration you know when inspiration happens when you move when there's Mm. when there's movement Mm -hmm. inspiration is that you know, everybody has a little bit of a pilot light inside. Yeah, so you can inside. like
1: step, or you can like take ten steps,
0: or you can go. You know, solve the world's problems. And yeah. But inspiration comes in different levels and everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know when inspiration happens, even if it's a small flicker or mm-hmm. if it's the blazing sun, if it creates movement inside of you, inspiration. It's it's a story that moves you. It's some kind of story. You're so wise. No, <laughs> well, no. Um, I just I just read a lot. I'm inspired. But I, I think that's what's. so... See, Dad's
1: inspired by reading. I am not. It puts me sleep. Unless. She,
0: did you fall asleep reading my book?
1: No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. I, but I had to. I had to <laughs> underline I know. and interact. That's right. Like I was having it's a hard. conversation with the book.
0: That's true. It's like having a conversation with me. Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take you to read it, Josh? Hour.
2: I, no, not even. Not yeah. even. That's good. Yeah. Well
0: it's intended to get in and out of pretty quick. The high for I'm I'm gonna guess you that you probably
1: just read the notes at the end.
0: Well that's the smart thing to
1: yeah.
0: do. <laughs> Sis, don't give it away. I'm guessing that your high of the last couple of weeks is your drive back.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the low is just The low was really I mean it's I still have a... you know, I still want we had, to
1: we really aren't doing lows. It's more of like what did you learn?
2: Well, and and that's. Everyone's low. Right. Perfect. The
1: same. So, what did you learn? Or what have you learned?
2: And that's the thing. Like, I I really am grateful because I have a house and I've got, you know, everything Mm -hmm. that I need. So, it sounds a little, um, well, I don't know what it sounds like to say my low was that I was alone all week, right? That is hard. That maybe maybe the low was um, a low that I can now. Understand but because I went through the yeah, experience. You yeah, you learned exactly. through that right. experience. Right now, look, I love um, being alone. Like for me, the first two days are fantastic, mm-hmm. and I love it. And that's when I, you know, eat Chinese food and yeah. and um, do all the things I'm not supposed to do <laughs> right. when my wife's not around. Um, right. But but after that, I miss her. Right. Yeah. And I miss the human interaction. Ready so. to
0: get on, get in the car and drive to Colorado. Right. Right. Sis, high for the last couple of weeks. Crank down a massive.
1: I cranked out a massive mural on Wednesday. My body was killing me for it, but it's fine. I was, like, so out of it because I You were a little did. cranky
0: crab when you got back because I think you depleted all of your I chakra.
1: I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. I did. I was supposed to, this mural was supposed to be a three-day mural, and I did it in 24 hours. Wow. So Straight. Not straight. We took a nap.
0: Yeah. That's
2: called straight.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> it was fine. Um, but that was, was that fun. because,
2: sorry to interrupt, but was that because you just were, like, feeling it, and you were just, like, in the flow? Because that's also something that's really interesting. Oh, yes.
1: Uh, typically, when you just start to, at least for me, when I just start to paint, you just get tunnel vision, and you're just, like, going, and then you, like, kind of see. I'm like, oh, you can do this. Like, this is, you have, like, an hour left. I, Every single mural, I'm like, yeah, there's probably an hour left, And but... <laughs> Then I look down, I'm like, oh, my gosh, two it's been later. three hours. <laughs> I thought I was going to be done already. But then by that time, you're three hours in, you're just, like, so close. You're like, only okay, an only an hour left. And then it's, like, two more hours. I'm like, but you're so close. Only an hour left. Yeah, so then you're just like, keep going, <laughs> keep going, keep going. And then you're like, all right, I'm done. So it's is, is, like 3 o'clock
2: in the morning. That is so cool, yeah. though. I mean, for, I did so this,
1: I – this. Uh, sorry. I did this also. I was like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll outline this, and then we'll come back tomorrow and finish it. And my friend's like, no, we're finishing it. We're, we we got it done because it's such a long process. I hate going back. That's the thing, because you have to like yeah. put your stuff away, then mm. put it back up, and like that's just
0: this was a hard a one wasted too, because hour. It, the space where she painted it was in a stairwell, so multiple turns and multiple levels, mm. and but the design was just stunning. But the execution, wicked hard. I mean, you 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 had to be basically you know, a mathematician. We had a
1: lot of good tools to keep it. Yeah. Technology.
0: But that that yeah. is
2: so cool. So, like, I've studied flow before. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I yeah. tried to read that guy's book. I can't pronounce his last name, but... um. It's hard to
0: get in the flow reading that book. It really yeah. is. But, <laughs>
2: but that's something I don't... I can't point to a time when I've ex- truly, like, experienced it and that you're... you've experienced that and yeah. you can get into that. That's that's really
1: and special I'm, I'm or cool. I'm painting a mural this next week and they have, like, a five-day plan for this mural of, like, every day they're going to come out, and they're going to take a video, and they're going to take photos. And I'm like, I cannot guarantee you, like, I will probably finish this in a day. They're like, oh, oh, wow, okay. You just better have a yeah, the photographer there like, the whole yeah, time. I was like, I just can't guarantee it because it's different in everyone. Sometimes I had a mural that I thought was going to take – maybe five days it took me two weeks because it was just problem after problem after problem yeah. so you just never or a three-day one in a 40 and 24 hours so it's just there's all different so the flows are completely different but like once i'm in it you're in it it's just tunnel vision i don't break it's just go 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 so
2: you have no idea time no she doesn't drink enough water none. yeah all the dead things
0: kick in yeah it's like sis oh huh? you drinking water well no?
1: Oh, no. Oh, I haven't gone in the bathroom all day? Oh. Yeah. What day is this? Yeah. And then yeah.
2: are you completely spent, like, you just got to go sleep for 15, 16 hours and no, just... No,
1: it's just like a normal no, day. but you don't
2: want to be around her.
1: No, yeah. At the end of that, I'm like, I am, like, I'm on my acupressure mat and CBD oil, and I'm just like, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. But then the next day, I'm fine. She's fine. She
0: snaps out of it. She snaps out of it pretty quick. I read a fascinating article by one of my favorite um, people, Adam Grant, on um, time management. A lot of people are freaking out on time management right now, you know, trying to make sure they're, you know, they're on it because they're having to readjust their boundaries and everything. Adam Grant had this brilliant observation. He said it's not about time management. It's about attention management. Mm. And... He links that back to having meaning and purpose. When you read through his work, he, he really does link it back to meaning and purpose. But um, it's not about managing the nuances of our time, but it's a managing our attention. And what you just said is you're able to better manage your mural painting because you have focused your energy and your attention on this thing. Yeah. And you see the end. Yeah. And that's driving all of your resources. Yeah.
1: so gratification. I just want it done.
0: Because you have because you've set your your mind toward that thing that's really really important. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it earlier, Josh, it, it goes back to purpose. look if we get up in the morning and there is seemingly no purpose to the day, it is really hard to manage your time. I don't care how good your calendar is and you know how good you're nuancing, but it's about well, managing yeah, all the day
1: attention. All day Thursday I just played so, uh, Spades and Rummy cube on my phone. Because I had no purpose. Because I was supposed to be painting a mural that day. So I was like, What am I supposed to be doing?
0: You could have reframed your Thursday to something
1: yeah. more purposeful. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I think I think you're right, right you. Tony. It, it feels like Groundhog Day yeah. yes. in this environment, right? Yes. So, so how do you how do you snap out of Groundhog Day? Exactly. So right? what are some tips? You tell the girl you love her. Right? was not that how
0: Bill Murray got out of it? I don't
1: know. What are some tips for snapping out of Groundhog Day?
0: <laughs> this is called dead air. <laughs> dead air.
2: <laughs> well, I think um, I think you've got to. What do you do? Well, a couple of things. One is because um, again,
1: it's different for everyone.
2: Right, right. You know, I have a motto um, at work called "Do good things," and so I think now th- the thing is right, like having that written down <laughs> in front of you. So, like, d- are you gonna? What are you gonna do good today? You're mm-hmm. gonna reach out to somebody. You're gonna help somebody. You're going to practice some gratitude. I mean, I've tried so many, like, get up and meditate. That doesn't, like, I can't do it. It just yeah, no. it doesn't work to help snap out of the groundhog day. But I, I do think you've got to, like you said, we got to figure out the delineation between work and non-work. Um, yep. And if there's some, something within purpose in work, making sure that you're building that into your day and you're doing some good things, whatever those are for you or your organization, but then also finding that purpose outside of work. And making sure that you've you've set up those things, and and it, it does you know, I think the problem with purpose is everybody thinks it's like this big, huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it sounds daunting. We,
1: yeah, we always um, the the best question is like, what are you what are you doing when you're the happiest, and you're going to get pretty close to your purpose. Right,
2: mm-hmm. right. What? Yeah, somebody described it to me almost like if you had if you had a spare eight hours every day, what would you do? rummy cube
1: (laughs) and spades heck yes spades and rummy cube sis
2: your purpose yeah (laughs)
1: spades and rummy cube
2: oh well she really I mean she really needs to meet my wife now because I I can't tell you I like
1: games she
2: loved my wife my wife's the one on the Rummy cube board who's like, I'm just gonna try something, so just bear with me. <laughs> and you know, ten minutes later somehow it's worked out yeah. and oh, she's great. she's she's emptied her tray. That
1: is so I great. miss game night, so I'm having to fulfill but again, that's games with online people.
0: So when I wrote the Kingmaker and then followed up with the Newsmaker, I talked about purpose as being when your your strengths, gifts and talents come together. Right? Uh you, find, you start to find where your purpose lies. And often your, pur- often your purpose finds you. You don't find your purpose. Often that, that happens. But what Sis is talking about is frequently when people struggle, we'll say, well, get your friends around you and, and ask them this question. What am I doing when I'm the happiest? Uh, now, drinking bourbon doesn't, I mean, that's <laughs> uh, that may have some kind of I- implication somewhere along there, but... Uh, but what am i doing when i'm in the happiest and then i take that and i link it to my strengths my gifts and my talents and then all of a sudden i'm going to get really really really, really close. close to finding purpose
2: see and this is where when you talk about your second half and you you want to be a professor this is the kind of stuff that i think they need to talk about when you're when you're 20 yeah. right because oh, i think they everybody
1: 110 percent need to talk about right. and strengths like if i were yeah. to have known my strengths before going into college i would have done college completely different like if your kids have not done strengths or strengths finders or something like please sign them up and do it like right now it was so eye-opening when i figured those out and yeah lean into that and lean into it
2: right and just understanding how your purpose will change a little bit
1: over time right yes
2: it grows it evolves
0: um it gets better and, and I'm a big fan that we're constantly building on top of everything that we've done, right? I did not start off. My high school counselor did not sit down and say, Tony, I think you're going to be a great CPO someday. Wasn't even in the cards. Right. I'm pretty sure that they had me pegged for um, something completely different, right? And um, I wanted to be an attorney, but the reading crushed me. Mm. So I couldn't do that. Let's see if questions. Oh. That's it's a good yeah. We're gonna okay. So we're gonna do fast questions. So
2: does that, that mean I have to have a fast answer? That's right. Yep. Oh, yeah.
1: man. You ready?
2: Who who goes first? You. It's just. It's for all you. about you. Oh, it's just for me. Yeah, yeah, you're the guest. Okay.
1: Last meal on earth.
2: Mushroom and cheese pizza. Whoa. Like a big one though. A big mushroom and cheese pizza. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> From where's your favorite pizza place?
2: Andolini's. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Cherry Street. Okay. I can well. eat a whole mushroom and cheese pizza.
0: Isn't that over by TU? Cherry Street? Isn't that over by the university?
2: It's a little bit, um, yes. Yeah. Ref- r- relatively speaking. Yeah.
1: yeah. Your biggest pet peeve?
2: My biggest pet peeve is when young people or teenagers use the word like.
1: Ooh. I probably do it all the time.
2: I haven't heard you do it once.
1: Oh, that's awesome! This is
2: fun, like you know. I it makes me <laughs> crazy. I've stopped it's listening a to a podcast thing. because the hosts were saying like.
1: Oh, I've stopped listening to a TV show because that's all they did. Every other word. There's some times when I am on the phone with my friends and it's it's like right. like like so. I say to my daughters oh. all the
2: time. You can, you don't need to use that yeah.
1: word. I have, I used to have a really bad habit to where when I would come to the <laughs> stop, when I would come to <laughs> say a story, I'd be like, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay, so. <laughs> right.
2: My wife says I start every, every sort of uh, commentary with so. So. So, so Tony. So, yeah. Allie. Yep.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, your current obsession twitch yeah i was gonna say i was like hold on some something you hate but everyone loves that's a hard one
2: movies <gasps> oh, sorry <gasps> like no i'm sorry sorry. sorry going to the movie theater
1: oh well you haven't had to that's no, i know I'm, been a i've problem, been off the hook so for the last yeah, six months that's, that's crazy you just don't like I do know a lot of people that are actually that don't like that because they don't like the smacking and the noises and the talking. And all that I'm stuff. a people
2: person, but for some reason in the <laughs> movies, people really annoy me. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I need all these people to be quiet.
1: Why are all of my pet peeves so negative? I don't
0: know.
1: Something that makes you cringe. First habit you'll never break. I need to update these Best in thing a while. in your
0: closet right now?
1: Favorite thing in your closet.
0: Favorite. I say this because he is quite the fashioneer fashionista fashioner, fashionista
2: favorite thing in my closet i mean it's so you know i think my dry cleaner called me the other day they're like are you alive um, <laughs> favorite thing in my closet
0: go to jacket favorite pair of shoes shirt that you have to have on you know my week. my
2: favorite thing in my closet which i don't get to wear very much and this is my my desperate attempt to be youthful is um i've got these two great pairs of adidas superstars like uh, that,
1: there's uh, someone else that had their adidas was their favorite right. thing well too. they're
2: they're really cool they're really clean they're like what you would be in a sneaker collection yeah. i rarely wear them but they're so cool but every time i put them on my wife's sort of like you know, you just cannot. and I'm like, look, I'm, I'm. It's my desperate cry for you. Do know that feeling? Yes.
1: Your best advice that you have either received or that you give.
2: So this is this is this is great because um, I've had a couple conversations over the last two weeks, and I think, and and you'll appreciate this. I don't think that people understand the power in their own personal story. Mm-hmm. And I think people really need to um, think about that and and sort of do some, some looking within and just understand that even if you think it's, it's not impactful, it's not meaningful, that there is something in everybody that is, is so powerful yeah, huge. and so meaningful and tells others so much about you that you didn't realize. That's so big. And and I just I'm trying to it, it's it's so, sorry to go on about this a little bit but like we, we had a bunch of um, we're involved in this program with sort of kids that I guess you would call underserved mm-hmm. minority populations that they're in this fantastic program they've been interning with us and I was on a call with them these are these are high school kids they go through this program they get a scholarship to college and I said all of you. You know, these are probably first-generation kids that are going to college and their families. Yep. And I said, you all have an amazing story. And a lot of people, you may look down at where you came from or, or not want to be where you came from. But it's it's an amazing story. It's an amazing story of overcoming, of obstacles. And, and you just think about that. And that tells somebody like me a lot about you, that you're in this program and what you're doing. I love it. And, and just don't, don't underestimate the power yeah. of your story. Yeah.
1: I love it.
0: Wow. On that, we should end because that's pretty powerful. That is. That was a good. Man, we have come right up to the end of our show.
1: Yeah. It's gone by fast. Yeah. Thanks
2: for being our first. Thank you for letting me be on your show. This is fantastic.
0: Thanks
1: for hanging out with us. I know
0: it. In a very physically safe way. I know it. So. All right, sis, we got to roll. Busy day in front of us. Ruby Cube is calling your name.
1: Yeah, it's Bates.
0: And spades. You ready to go? Yep. Love you, sis.
1: Love you too, Papa Sounds. See you, bye. Bye.